boom, just like that, we start, Nick. Just like that, the show has begun. What are your thoughts on that? I love this entire <laughs> setup, dude. I've been just, I don't, I don't want to say confused, but I'm embracing all of this and the whole vibe of this place. It's nice to finally be on the show. I've been following it now. I know. Since My bad, too. It's, this should have happened months ago. But it's so weird to me that you sit in this studio, and I love our studio here at Sticky Paws, but, like, you come from, like, it's basically like walking into ESPN over there at Blue Wire at Wynn. How does this impress you? <laughs> so this is like a DIY kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it has more of, like, a family vibe to it, right. and, and you have everybody behind the scenes, right. too, and you kind of molded it the way you We don't have multi-million dollar budgets over here at the Sticky, you know? But uh, I, yeah. Dude, so back home in New York, I used to record my podcast the same way that you do right now. That's the Veterans Minimum. Veterans Minimum, yeah, podcast. cheap plug. Yeah. And I used to have my two iPhones, and I would literally start the show clapping... So uh -huh. I could line up the audio from my voice recorder wow. with the cameras, and then it'd be easier for me to edit after. So now and you did it yourself. I did everything myself, yeah. Wow. Which led to me getting the opportunity to move out here yeah. because I host my show, Veterans Minimum, like you mentioned, but also I know a lot of the production stuff. So I'm like a studio technician. Yeah. I always felt like becoming undeniable was the best way to sure. sort of make it. Sure. While... While I'm building my show and my brand, I'm also making my money to survive sure. by knowing how to edit uh, yeah. camera stuff yeah, and all from YouTube, dude. Really? I, I dropped out of college. Me too. And uh, I dropped out with a semester to go. 24 credits. <laughs> yeah, we have so much in common, dude. We have so much in common. So yeah, man, I, I dropped out. So like my story is a little, it's a little interesting because, yeah. you know, I, I went to school in Buffalo. I played football there. I was a kicker, but I was a quarterback in high school. So when I went up there, I hated kicking, dude. Kicking and, and punting too? Or yeah, just, I, I was yeah, doing both. both. And it sucked, bro. In college, you do both, right? Most, uh, most guys or no? Maybe in division three. I was at a D3 okay. school, so okay. I was doing a little bit of both. But you it, hated it. I hated it, man. So like, look, I, I played quarterback in high school, uh, first team, all city. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From Queens. Go on. All represent. Queens. Yeah, you know, we got to. Uh, when I went to college, I was just kicking. And like, if anyone has ever seen what a kicking practice is, it's miserable. You're literally for three hours kicking into a net and, you know, simulating your kickoff and all that shit. And then they'll randomly call like field goal, field goal. And you'd have to kick before the practice would end. Mm -hmm. And if you missed it, everyone's running sprints. So you're an asshole if you miss yeah. all the pressure because no one likes the kicker anyway. <laughs> and it just got so no boring. No one likes the kicker. It, it, dude, it got so boring and I hated it. So then I ended up transferring out of Buffalo. I went to a private school, took a year off to find myself and figure out what I'm doing. And then around 2015, I started creating content. I was making no money. Mm -hmm. Dude, I didn't start making money till like last year, six yeah. years into it, where I was making... Well, it helps being where you are now, right? Changes things, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. also, this is easier and funner to tell this story because yeah. it's, it's like worked out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. a lot of people have these stories and it doesn't work out and it's yeah. not as cool to be prideful of dropping out. Right. You know, like I'm not proud... At the time, I wasn't. Now it's like right. a badge of honor, kind of. So I was proud at the time and still proud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I knew going in, I wasn't going to make it through. How crazy is that? I just went in because it's just what you did back then. I don't know. My parents were like, hey, go to college. All right, go to college. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and I guess it's... I, I what guess was your major? Business administration. Okay. Very Mine was generic. Broadcasting when I was here at UNLV for two years and then 
I left here to go to you uh, to Cal State Northridge to major in film, um, and still dropped out a semester ago. I dropped out because my dad got this opportunity um, to have his own theater in Branson, Missouri, and he knew stand up was kind of on my radar to do stand up. So he was like, "Do you want to come open for me?" And I was like, "Yep, I'm out of here. Let's go." Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Let's so go. I started doing stand up. Huh. That's why I left, and then I never went back. I never cared like. Oh, dude, you could offer me right now half a million dollars. There's no way I would do a semester of college. And Let I mean me ask that. you, if you had kids, would you want them to go to college? Um, so if they have a definitive idea of what they want to do, uh-huh. I'm down. Like mm-hmm. me, dude, I wanted to be in the CIA. I wanted really? to be a gym teacher. I wanted to be a forensic scientist, an accountant. I wanted to be so many different things where I didn't know what I wanted to do, right. truthfully. But if my kid was like, from five years old, I want to be a doctor. And then at 15, still want to be a doctor. When they graduate <laughs> high school, it's still that. By all means, yeah. let's do it. But if you're, if you're going to go, and now I have so many friends that have graduated from Don't college. Don't go to find yourself, right? Yeah, you can't do that. No, no, no. I agree. I, and, and I'd much rather like... Um, put that money somewhere else. Right? Yeah, put that money somewhere else. Or also like hockey players. Yeah. They go to college when they're like 21, 22 years old and they're freshmen. Like one of my good friends... Espo, after he graduated high school, he played junior hockey. So junior mm. hockey, you don't you go and you try to make it to play professional, or you you might go and play college hockey after the fact. Now, if you are an insane athlete and you could go D one right away, yeah. But but the route usually is you go and you play juniors. Yeah. And then from there, he was a he graduated from NYU at 26 years old. Wow. And everyone's like, dude, wow. did you fail out? Like, why did you take a year? He's like, nah, I played hockey. Yeah. So like the hockey culture of that is that. But even him, he didn't know that he wanted to go into economics until he was like 21. Right. Oh, 18 years old. You got to make yeah. this life decision. It's, it's crazy. It's chaos. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Gary V really did a good job, I think, bringing that to the surface and giving people a different perspective on that. You know, my cousin, uh, Jesse James West, he's a very popular YouTuber, uh, like fitness a channel on YouTube and uh, he was making, you know, five figures, good, good money every month on his YouTube channel. He's been doing it since he's 12, but it, only in the last few years, I think he's 22 now. Um, in the last like two or three years, he started making like real good money, you know, mm-hmm. every month on YouTube. And, um, but he was in school and he wanted to drop out and his mom wasn't having it. And I actually had, I talked to his mom. I was like, He's good. Let him go. Like, what do you mean? Don't force him into school. You can always go back if that's what you want. But like, she's like, well, you know, I want to see if, you know, if, if, if this pans out, I'm like, pans out, it's panning out. The guy's making almost a hundred K a year on YouTube. He's 20. It's, pa- yeah. it's panned out. Like yeah, yeah. Nah, if that- you graduate, well, how much do you think you're making out of school? You know, and now I don't even want to tell you what he's making. It's insane. I mean, the growth um, of it for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he busts his ass. You know, he's, he's got it down to a science. You know, he's putting out crazy amounts of content and stuff. You know what it's like. Um, but uh, yeah, you don't need, you don't need it. You don't Dude, need college. The, the, the craziest thing about that also is because when I dropped out, it was like six months after I started creating content. I didn't make no money. I didn't make money until like 2019. And that's because I fired up a Patreon with the rest of the guys that I was doing the show with. Right. But prior to that, we would get a one-off sponsor from SeatGeek for the YouTube channel. Right. Right. And then or the sponsors, they're never happy, right? No, they were, it it was, it was good with them. They would give us, they give us like a large upfront, uh, like sum of money, but it's also six people that it's going to be divided by. Right. So it's cool. You just made 600 bucks for the first time. And we had like, 
we also were big sports fans and uh, growing up in New York City, even when the Knicks were winning 20 games a year, it was still like $400 just to get into the building. Right. So we're like, you know what, man, the rest of that money, could we get like uh, credits to, to buy tickets? So it was cool. We would flex our muscles on social media like, oh, yo, we got, cool. we got Smart. hooked up with tickets. So in the beginning, it was a lot of experiences that really sold yeah. me on creating content because I got to meet a bunch of people that I was fans of. You know, I mean, you, you've probably seen this. You've been doing this for a long time, too. But, like, you get that first big-name guest. Oh, they come on your show. Amazing. Then it's easier to get the next person. Because sure. you could say, I mean, now you had Dana White Dude, in there. Dude, open Who's the gonna floodgates. Say no? Exactly. Dana White and Grant Cardone back-to-back, basically, was, like, game-changer. That took five fucking years. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> you know? And, and, and I'm sure in the past you were trying to get people on, and they'd be like, ah, maybe next time. Right? Yeah. Now, or they say yes, and they cancel. I always say, like, I'm easy to cancel on. Like they'll they'll say yes and then you know bigger better deal comes up or just tired from the week or uh, they forgot about it whatever and then just oh bro I can't make it I'm sorry next time it's like what do you do you just go okay I'm not Rogan but right? I'm I'm sure now that those are less and less I got people flying in now to do the show how crazy is that dude I, I good I, people like good influencers you know um, yeah crazy i believe it because now that you get a big name like you that, get the street cred right exactly yeah and i was so hyped when you had him on i there know you've that, been so supportive and and that episode was, was so dope dude when i when i first met you and like i know this is your show but uh, me hosting all the uh, i've done like over two thousand episodes of, of podcasting mm -hmm. so i do feel like I, i'm a good host as well so yeah. i do have like questions to pick your brain yeah I yeah, like, yeah i like understanding how people think and it was so weird to me because a lot of people don't do what you did. When you first met me and we met through Chris Morehan, yeah. shout out to Chris. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I met him like years ago coming here and partying. And he A guy that still should be podcasting, but he's not. But that's okay, Chris. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to Chris, man. He yeah. invited me to go to this uh, minor league baseball game. He's like, oh, Yo, you got to meet my buddy John. Like, you guys will connect. There's, you know, I, I see you as him. Like, all, yeah. all this stuff, right? Yeah. And dude, the first time we connected, you were just like... Oh, yo, I'll get you this guy on the show. I know him. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'll yeah. have you on my show. I'll come do your show. Yeah. It's like, dude, where does that come from, though? Because people aren't like that. Yeah, no, I know. I, that's always been my drug is dot connecting, you know, just networking and dot connecting from a young age. I just always like putting pieces of the puzzle together for other people. It's just fun. I don't know. I like the challenge of it. Um, you know, I owned a PR firm for 10 years. So in LA and I worked with a lot of athletes, models, you know, alcohol brands, casinos. And when you're in PR, you're in the favor business, right? It's like you scratch mm -hmm. my back, I scratch yours. And, and, uh, you know, it's funny, a lot of Gary V's principles, like I was doing just instinctively my whole life. I just never heard anyone break it down it, uh, the way he does, mm. you know, and explain, you know, that like doing things and not expecting anything back, whatever. And that's always been me. Like, it's just like, I get the joy and pleasure out of like, just putting people together and hooking them up. And yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it, it, it's a blessing and a curse because it's like, my dad's always said, like, how do we bottle you and sell you? He used to tell me all the time. Cause like the people like now phones lock and stuff, but remember like when you'd lose your cell phone, like a flip phone or whatever. And like, it would be so stressful. Like now things are backed up to the cloud. Like it still sucks if you lose your phone, but it's not the end of the world. You, if worst case scenario, you just go down to whoever your provider is, you get a new phone, you're fine. Right. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, no one's really getting into it. It's most, most it's right. It's yep, safe. Yep. 
I used to have a fucking panic attack because my phone, you know, is like crazy from Mike Tyson to, you know, Jason Giambi, like all these names. It's like fucking nuts. You know, if I lose my phone and someone decides to go through it, it's like I have like a holy shit. Please don't start texting yeah, people or whatever yeah, back yeah. in the day. You know, I'm going back 10, 15 years ago, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I've always just liked dot connecting for people it's just fun you know man that's a really good quality to have and i think it's also super rare because a lot of people don't do that dude because i think everyone is selfish and yeah you want to you want to look after yourself and whatnot but the people that are super genuine like that like right away and i yeah. and, I, and i told chris i'm not gonna yeah. lie to you i told chris i was like yo is he always like that he's like yo dude when i told you he's a good dude yeah like he's a good dude today's a perfect example lana is engineering this show for the first time back there she is fucking hilarious comedian her instagram is popping so funny i can't wait to get this girl spots on stage in this city at either the dirty at 12:30 or maybe uh, one, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club. Like I have all the connections. Like I can't wait to fucking style her out, even if it means she ends up leaving. Like that's just how I am. Like I'd rather. I, I always look at it like, what's the worst case scenario? I get her fucking going, and then she's headlining at T-Mobile, and I'm comped, bitch. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Whatever that is. Like I get thanked in a speech sometime when she wins a Grammy. I don't know. Like whatever. Like it is what it is. You know. Like I don't think about what's in it for me ever. Dude, yeah, and and using your brand or your connections to leverage others to benefit from that is is something that I did with my show, and I all the years that I've been doing it, I've had people come and help with the editing. You know, I'll just put out on social media, yeah, I'm looking for a graphics designer or an editor to cut up clips, whatever it might be, and I've had fans be like, yo, dude, I do this, yeah, I do that, I know how to edit, yeah, uh, if you need some help, cool. And I tell them, I'm like, look, I'll be honest with you. I can't pay you nothing. Right. Because I don't generate enough for me to survive right. to be able to pay you. But what I could do is I'm a legitimate company. I'm with a network that's pretty big. Yeah. Pretty and, big, I'd say that. And, you know, like there's a body of work. Yeah. There, there's all these connections that I have now through this industry. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, use me. Yeah. Like, Use me, go on LinkedIn, right? Apply for jobs, right? Use me as a resource. And now, one of my buddies, Dom, he graduated college because of me, yeah, as great. an intern, and he got the credits for that. And now he works with the New York Giants, dude. That's dope, our yeah. favorite team, yeah. And and how can I be salty? This kid was grinding for me, made no money, right? And now he's making more than what I make, right. but I'm not sold. I'm like, yo, right. this is this was the vision of what I wanted the right. show to be, right? Until I could, you know, like my long term goal is I would love to host the show like two, three hours a day. I feel like I know a little bit about a lot, yeah. and there, I have a lot of interests, and I'm easy to talk to and get along with. I would love to do some shit like that, like a Pat McAfee thing. Yeah, yeah. I have no issues with saying. Can't I'm you do inspired. that at Blue Wire now? There are some things that are being in the works. Yeah, just trying to build out a team because it's a little difficult because I'm the host guest booker uh right the producer i'm all that stuff so i'm it. trying to build out like a team yeah but i want to get it to a point where like i could have my people working with me not right. for me working with me and it's like right. dude you know what let me give you eighty thousand dollars a year and you know you could be a co-host on the show you'll be my stats guy i need you to do this also and we just right just create like this brand that'll be super entertaining right yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean you hit it it's just it's when you work and you come from collaboration 
with other people, it's only going to lead to good. It may take time. You know, like I call it putting, like making bank deposits with people, right? It's like, like we're, we're doing that with each other, mm. right? In an early stage of like, right, you, you help me, I help you. It's like, it's, it's, it has to be that way. Like, I don't know why certain people, they, they make it competition when it isn't. It doesn't need to be competition. Like there's like, there's plenty of pieces of the pie, you know, it's just, you can't, if you're always competitive, if you look at everyone like competition, you're going to get left behind the pack. Unless you are the absolute one that becomes the king of the jungle, you know, there's always going to be one that goes up first. Yeah. Okay, fine. But like, it's such a quicker path to success. It's like, I, we all have people that help us in life, mm. whatever your career is, right? And like in, in, in my case, like it was a guy named Andrew Malton early on in my career, Reagan Silber, you know, my first investor, my PR firm back in the day. Now I got David Meltzer's in my corner and he dot connects like it's nobody's business. It's like, so it's like, it's my job. If like I have David Meltzer and so and so, I'm not comparing myself to David Meltzer or anything, but it's like, if I could do stuff for you, that's my fucking job. And if you can do stuff for someone else, that's your fucking job. Yeah. And that's how we grow. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for as much shit as like a guy like Joe Rogan gets, with whatever it might be he's kind of been the guy who has inspired a lot of people that dude and it's not an issue to have no joe like, rogan no fighter and the kid period right or, or right. like what tom segura does he's one of right. my favorite comedians and right. he has his whole brand now right. with uh your mom's house i right. think it's called and it's like now they have a bunch yeah. of shows out joe there. has put so many guys on the map yeah. it's insane yeah, and and in that's, a good way, but but yeah. that's such a rare quality, dude. Yeah, and I tip my hat to people like you that do that because there's not a lot of people. But your your outlook on how life should be, and the way you portray it, and what your dad said is true. Like, dude, we got to bottle that up and sell that shit. Right. It's rare. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hardest part is like, how do you monetize your contact list? It's I still struggle with it. Like, I still haven't for all of the people I have in my phone or access to. Um, I should be worth tens of millions of dollars, a minimum. Like <laughs> I should, like, it's crazy who I can get to return my calls quickly. Like it's crazy, you know? Um, but I haven't figured out how do you turn it into money? I haven't figured that part out yet. I'm trying, you know, um, in some cases I have, but yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing because it's like when you're in, when you are selfless and you're in the favor business or whatever, and you operate like that, sometimes it doesn't, come back to you immediately sometimes it doesn't come back to you for a long time like you know there's someone here that um you know like the podcast here at the studio you either pay by the hour or there's a handful of shows that like we believe in the host and we just support them we don't charge them mm. right um there's been some and sometimes internally some of the you know we've had conversations like fuck like why do we still have this guy here why are we you know what you know and i'm like well we're here anyway so what does it matter just give the like whatever and like just recently one of those people just led to a fucking almost 10k a month client yeah now that's that's because i gave the rope right, for right, 18 right. months gave the rope yeah that's the thing you and, know and in this line of work too with like the content creating and one podcaster talks to another it, it does open doors and you might not see it up front right away. Right. But in the back end, you'll get it. Like, dude, right. I will never tell someone how to like invest their money. I've saved no money. Every, every dollar I've ever made went yeah. back into my show. Like yeah. that whole bet on yourself. And I'm the investing same. Yourself. I go all in on me every fucking time. Drives Vanessa crazy. <laughs> dude, but it's like, I, I think that's like in our DNA of like the, the yeah. hustler go-getter thing. Like, uh, and fearlessly do it. Yeah. I mean, 
but but what I like about this stuff is I have a con- I have control over the outcome. Right. Right. If I don't if if I don't make any money, it's because I didn't put out any content. Right. right. So if I decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to take all of December off for the holiday. Right. It's like, well, you know who's not going to eat? Right. Me. Right. And I got that from my pops because back home in New York, uh, my dad's an immigrant from Greece, came here in 1986. And he got sold this idea of like, you know, sunshine and rainbows and golden mm-hmm. pillars is what they were telling him. And he started selling donuts and coffee on the corner of Park Avenue and 49th Street. Wow. So the ultimate like hustler, dude, you don't work, you don't eat. Like that's what he told me from a young age. We've never been on a family vacation together and he's self-employed, right? So yeah, do we, we take this week off? Cool. But you know who's not going to pay any bills? Right. We're not going to pay any bills. So that mindset got put in me early on how, dude, if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. Right. So like with this content stuff, yeah, someone might be a dick or you might not like them, but if they're like grinding, they're hustling, you might not like them as a person, but you right. know what, man, their product is good. Right. Like they might be a shitty person, but they're an amazing fucking podcast host. Right. 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 And then you don't know who's going to see them, who they're going to have in the studio. Yep. Right. Say I was recording here and I get some NFL player comes on my pod and they're like, yo, I'm looking to start a podcast. Oh, talk to talk to John. Right. You know, you guys could all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I just had breakfast with a friend yesterday, literally yesterday morning. And she her and her uh, future husband. And she said, "Um, you don't understand, you know, nine to five life. And I was like, you're right. I understand 24 seven life. I don't. It's worse. Youth. I get what you're saying. I know what they mean by that when they say that, like. You know, the, the nine to five grind and they they have to answer to whoever they have to answer to. And they don't, uh, you know, I don't, you know, it's like that. It's like the, uh, you don't realize how good you have it, John, because you could just fuck off the day or you could show up and I don't have to come in here if I don't want to for the next two fucking weeks if I don't want to. You don't punch in, don't punch but out. But like you said, yeah. something will suffer. Yeah. The money's going to suffer. If I don't work, yeah, I can fuck off and, you know, go, just go play poker every day for seven days a week. But that's, this is going to suffer. Yeah. If I don't win at poker. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, not for sure, man. And also like what I was saying before about like the whole bet on yourself and investing yourself. Like I would never try to come on here and be preachy about like, you know, invest 20,000 years. Like, nah, dude, I just, I had a control over the outcome because I knew the content was good. And for as much as we don't want people's validation, I think it's cool to get a pat on the back every now and for then. Sure. Right. And, and the, the one for me that was amazing was I had Ariel Hawani on my show once. That's major. And through a mutual, my co-host, uh, Alan, he's like super journalism, uh, broadcasting degree, the whole nine. Sure. Me, uh, I like to say I'm like the piece of shit fan that kind of has the energy and the charisma and like, yeah, I know my stuff too, but he's like by the book where me, it's like, your, your fan at the bar kind of vibe, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. And him and Ariel have been friends for many years. And when we finally got him on the show, he was like, dude, what took you guys so long? It's like, bro, you're the fucking MMA goat when it comes to, to analysis and being a reporter. And then after we hung up. What took you so long meaning to have him on? Yeah, he was like, you know, I've been following you guys because he had followed me before I had him wow. on the show. Yeah. And it was really cool. I was like, yo, dude, Ariel Hawani, like, what the hell? This That's is awesome, sick. right? So when, when I had him on the show, uh, I ran into him in New York City in one of those meet and greets. And uh, we take a picture, and then he pulls me aside. He's like, dude, I love what you're doing, man. He's like, keep going. And I was like, oh. It's a life maker, right? Yeah, man. It is. And you need it. One of of my buddies is a comedian, Matt Pavich, and he has this analogy of like, life is a gumball machine. When you were younger, you used to go to the supermarket. You'd put like a 25, you'd put a quarter in, and the gumball would come down. Right. It's like, dude, those first seven and a half minutes 
the gum is amazing, it's juicy, it right, tastes good. Right, right. What happens after that? You're like, yo, get this shit out of my mouth. And you just toss it away. Yeah. And he's like, dude, that's how life is. Like every every four or five months, you need that like random person to just, you know what, man, I like what you're doing. Or right. or you get this person on your show. And that's I've been lucky that every couple of months I have some really dope shit that goes down and it just keeps me going. And obviously now being out in Vegas has been amazing. I have no desire to leave. I love it out here. It's the best. It's so good, man. It's so good. And I know New you're York, probably like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, no, but I'm no, going to show you something it, in a minute. It's cool, but Relative with, like, to this. Uh, with Vegas, yeah. the thing that I like the most is obviously the weather, yeah. but like New York is kind of like falling apart, dude. We, we had talked New York about and L.A., of, man. Disaster. Yeah, yeah. A lot East of similarities. Uh, to your point of getting pats on the back, I mean, imagine waking up randomly. I don't didn't know him at the time, whatever, and you wake up to that? Yeah. To fucking DM from Grant Cardone. Hey, and, great and, job with the and, podcast. GC, keep it up or whatever it says. Yeah. Give and, me a fucking break. And, dude, him initiating that. It's not like you Him initiating him that is crazy. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, man. That's it, obviously because I got lucky and I got Dana White on, but, you know. Uh, however you get there, you get there. But still, you, know? you were talking about like leveraging your connections. That's one way you did it. And, right. And it's not like, dude, I wonder how many people he knows that like ask him for money. Right. Right. Uh, I'm sure it's a ton. Right. Or, or anyone that's of status and has money, they're probably always being asked for money. Right. And for you to be, I don't know how that conversation, well, you never told me, but I'd imagine you were like, yo, you want to come on my pod? And it's like, dude, that, that might be worth more than a, yeah. a, a dollar amount he might yeah. give you. Well, it's funny. You know, we obviously, you know, I started this show with Jake Ellenberger, you know, yeah. who's a retired UFC fighter. And so I always leaned, you know, assume like Jake will be the one, you know, because he's got more of an in with Dana. You know, I've known Dana eight years, but only in the last couple years are we at a point where we're texting back and forth. Like he's been giving me tickets to fights for eight years. But um, I see him at the fights, and he's always super nice, and I'm always very thankful, you know, for the tickets. And I'd send him a text, you know, thank you for the tickets the next day, like another thank you. Crickets never never would get back to me for for fucking like five years. Never returned a text uh, to the point where I just quit doing it. I actually had to delete. I had to delete the thread so, you so I wouldn't feel yeah. like a fucking stalker sending Dana White another fucking unanswered text like a fucking psycho. Like I didn't want to. I had to erase it, start fresh. Oh you know. So I don't even have the whole. I wish now I had it because it would be really funny. Because now I, he does text back, you know. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's like I didn't want to. And then Jake is kind of like shy, and it didn't want. It's his boss technically at the mm. time, so I get it. And like you want to feel worthy, you want to feel like the show's in a place where you deserve Ariel or Dana, yeah. right? Yeah. And then that's like our own bullshit. We shouldn't think like that. I'm sorry I, th I thought like that. Like, I should have, you know, I had Dana on, and I opened up. I go, Jake, um, so Jake is not on all the time now, but I, I had to have him on with Dana, you know. Right, was, right, right, um, yeah. And so uh, I'm like, Jake, five years ago when we started this show, you know, we dreamt of, you know, having Dana White. Dana cuts me off. He's like, five years? He's like, you just asked me to do this for the first time a week ago. <laughs> you know, and it's like, that's his way of saying, where the, like Ariel did to you, where yeah. the fuck you been? Like, what are you waiting on? But also you respect his time. Totally. Right? And you don't want to, you don't want to be that guy. Cause like totally. I said, I'm sure they get asked all the time. Like I have, I've, uh, I've been able to meet a bunch of fighters through a lot of mutual friends and doing all this content stuff. And when I meet someone, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy that the first thing I ask him for is a favor. Right. And, and I don't think it's, it's wrong of like, yeah, obviously I would love to have x y and z on my show but like i don't want the first time that i see him right to be like yo can you do me a favor and right. come on my show it's like nah man yeah. eventually you know right and i have now i train over at syndicate i do jujitsu over there 
And, dude, there's MMA guys coming in all the time, like big-name UFC right. champions. And you try not to be that guy. It's a fine line, right? Yeah, and, and I'm not. It's, like, super cool, super cordial. And would I love to have them on my show? Yeah, it would work wonders for me. But yeah. I also don't want to go up to my coaches, Jerry and Shane, and be like, yo, man, can you talk? Right. It's like, nah, I think organically it's going to happen one yeah. way or another. Like how it happened with you, yeah. dude, with Chris. I'll tell you what's going to change your life. You just have to be patient till next summer. You will come to every fuck. This is verbally binding agreement. Nick. Yeah, you've already promised. Every me and I Tuesday clip. night, you're coming with me to Dana White Contender Series, and it's gonna open the floodgates for you because they're all there. Yeah, and it's just so informal, and it's just like family. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's what, like what's funny is everyone that asks me where I live in in Vegas, I'm yeah. like, the Apex is my backyard because I live like right, I live right, and they're yeah. like, oh yeah, I know where the Apex is. Yeah. At. But yeah, dude, I mean, look, I, I made a joke and I have a clip saved. I haven't sent it to you um, just because you had told me about coming to the Apex and then yeah. something fell through. I, was, I got busy yeah. with something. But uh, you were like, dude, uh, you have my word. You're coming yeah. to Apex. We'll get show. you in there. And I was like, yo, I got this archive now. So yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. dropping this one, <laughs> putting it out there. And then everyone's going to be like, this guy's a At piece times of shit the date, put the date. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How we started, where we're at. Yeah, you know, same. Man. Yeah, definitely. that's funny. <laughs> Let me, uh, I got yeah. a question for you. When did you come out to Vegas? Five years ago. Um, it's funny. I was, we've talked, we've, we've shit on LA and New York recently, right? Me and yeah. you talking and stuff. And I used to defend LA to the death with people like, oh, I couldn't live in LA, the traffic, whatever. I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. Get used to it. Um, now it's just nuts. LA yeah. with politically and just homeless and crime and traffic. It's just nuts, you know? Um, but five years ago was the beginning of it getting nuts. And I was living in this crazy overpriced apartment uh, in a high rise downtown LA, Watermark Tower, beautiful building, like crazy. Like you see the ocean from there. I mean, it was mm. nuts. I paid four grand. When I moved in, it was 3,300 a month for a, what I call, what the website calls a one bedroom, what you being from New York would come in and go, you have a nice studio. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, I know exactly right? what you mean. Dude. Lofty, whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. no walls. There's no yeah. room separation. It's just one big room with a kitchen and a bathroom. Um, so, so when I... Thousand square feet. Yeah. 3,300 when I moved in. 4,200 when I moved out. Lived there from 2000, what was it? 20... 2011 mm. until 2017 moved here in 2017 so Dang. seven years six years seven years yeah, yeah. um and uh i met vanessa you met vanessa yeah, yeah uh i used to come here every well i was a vegas you know the cool thing when you live on the west coast is like i don't know if you used atlantic city like this but like um, Dude, I fucking hate when people make this comparison. Vegas to Atlantic City? It's is, not, is Connecticut better? Like Foxwoods? No, they, no nothing, just, nothing is Vegas. Okay. Dude. Nothing is Vegas. I know what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. casino and the gambling, right. but I'm like, yo, no. O only people that have never been to Vegas make that comparison. Okay. So it drives me crazy. Sorry, sorry oh for God. stepping on you. No, no, it's okay. PTSD with yeah. bad memories. So like Vegas for when you're in LA and you're degenerate, uh, New Year's. Memorial Day, Fourth uh, of July, of July yeah. Labor Day, and then random Tuesday, uh, <laughs> you come to Vegas. Um, and so Jake Ellenberg and I and a bunch of people always came Super Bowl weekend. And when we came to, in 2017, I actually came back. I came here two weeks before Super Bowl on a random Tuesday to play in like a poker tournament or something. And I was staying at the Hard Rock. Back then, I always stayed at the Hard Rock mm. pretty much. And um, and I uh, I had a female friend, just a friend, that 
is the worst picker when it comes to guys. I've known this girl 20 years, and it's like every three months, it's like a new, you'll never guess, we broke up. There's always drama, and I somehow became her Dr. Phil, right? So she hits me up. She sees that I posted, like I was going to Vegas, you know? And so she hits me up. She's like, oh, you're in Vegas. I got to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... You know, I just got in. It was like nine o'clock at night or something. And I was like, "Look, uh, if you come over the hard route, are you hungry?" She's like, "No, I ate dinner." I'm like, "If you want to watch me eat, you can fucking pour your heart out to me and tell you why this guy was no good." Uh, you know, whatever. So we go and we eat in the steakhouse over there at the Hard Rock. And Vanessa is she was working at rehab, uh, the, their day club at the time, but it was in the off season. Uh, this is January, February, January, mid January, and um, so she was working in the steakhouse like as the hostess. So she sits, she um, seats us, and I'm just like smitten, like over Vanessa, you know, and uh, and my friend, uh, she's also likes the females as well, you know. Mm -hmm. So she's making jokes like, you know, never mind the guys, I'm switching over to, to that chick. And I was like, fuck you, I saw her first. Like you're not. <laughs> I'm like, I walked in, you were behind me, I saw her first. Like I got dibs on, or we're fighting over Vanessa. She's like, well, you better make your move, cowboy, because I'm moving in. I'm like, fuck you, no, you're not. So I'm like, I'm gonna act like I'm going to the bathroom, and then on the way back, I'll stop at the host stand and I'll shoot my shot, and then if I lose, it's on you, you know, whatever. So I go to the end of the bathroom and I come out. And Vanessa's gone. Like it was like 10.05 and like they close at 10. So there's no more seating. So she clocked out. So I was like, oh shit. Okay. I know when we come back in two, when I come back in two weeks, we're eating here, my whole group. And like, I'm, I'm talking to this chick. Damn. You put a plan together. I put a plan oh, together. So you Nick. were about it. And I was about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, a couple of weeks later I went and met her and the rest is history. Here I am. So I, I literally told her like the weekend I met her, I was like, my lease is up the week. I'm like a fucking psycho stalker, right? I'm like the, the weekend I meet her and I'm like, my lease is up in end of June. I'm moving to Vegas. <laughs> I told her she thought I was crazy. Yeah. Like doesn't believe me. You know, oh, LA guy talking shit, whatever. Just trying to get laid. But, um, yeah, I, I moved out once the lease ended. Dude, it's always funny because girls either think that's like really cute or romantic or, or psycho, like, <laughs> psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Luckily, she put me in the cute romantic button uh, bucket uh, and not the psycho. Well, I, I also I probably also, a little bit. I'm probably in both buckets. Who are we kidding? I also feel like dudes don't like shoot their shots anymore, like in person. Like everything yeah. is behind yeah. keyboard and yeah. and and like w with me, I I don't have a girlfriend. I know that's why it was so easy for me to like get up and leave. I kept telling people at Blue Eye, I'm like. Bro, you know how like Habib says send location? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, Yo, send the papers. <laughs> like, just let me know that for certain I'm making X amount of money, so I'm not underneath right. an overpass with a hat asking sure, for money. Sure, sure. And when I when I came, is that out, what they do? They they give you a, not to divulge all the the mechanics of it, but they give you like a guarantee kind of deal. Yeah, you make yeah. salary. Yeah, and then right. whatever I'm making off like the podcast, so I have got like it. two different kind of yep. incomes that come. Oh, because you like engineer and stuff over there. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Going back to like what I was saying before right. about learning everything on my own. Yeah. And all those hours of just like. Make it hard to replace you. Make it hard to live yeah, without you. Being yeah. undeniable kind of thing, dude. I had braces at 28. Really? How old are you now? 31. Wow. Okay. So imagine 28 years old going yeah. out in New York City with your buddies trying sure. to hit on chicks. That's with, a challenge. With a fucking metal mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awkward. It's like, dude, you should have had this when you were 18, not 28. Right. But one of the reasons why I did that is because I had a feeling I'd be in front of cameras. It's good. So I wanted to be more comfortable and confident yeah. in myself. So going back to like the whole like the the girlfriend thing, it's I, I even notice it with like my buddies too. Like I can't I can't talk behind a computer. 
Yeah. Like the texting stuff. Because they need to hear your rhythm and your, your sense of yours. You're a funny guy. So they, yeah, you, you want like, them to make like sure the, you're reading it properly yeah, in your dude. voice, with how, your how many, cadence. How many arguments have you gotten in your life? Not, not with Vanessa. Over just text. In general. Over text. Countless. Like, Countless. Yeah, Countless. I can't have that, man. I'd rather yeah. be in person. You know, like I use texting like confirming a date. Yeah. All right, cool. And then that's yeah. it. Let or if me... you're going to try to be witty, like you have to put LOL after it so that we know everyone knows, ha ha, whatever. Like, yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a little bit chaotic sometimes when it comes to that. But I do I do want to circle back to LA yeah. and New York because yeah. I wouldn't say that New York started getting crazy five, six years ago. I no, think it'll, it recent, all happened with the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, 100%. the pandemic is crazy. And now, I don't know if you've seen this, but I saw you post because you, you do you do a hilarious job with all the memes and shit. Yeah. And all these like people fighting in stadiums it's, is wild. It's to insane, me. right? Yo. You're there just to watch a football game. What is there to fight about? Like Dude. you're not even making money whether your own team wins or loses. You don't get shit from it. It's none of them know you. It's fucking wild. Brady doesn't know you. <laughs> you know? It's wild to me. We went to a Sunday night football game. The Giants were playing the Cowboys. Yeah. And it How'd was How'd that uh, go? How was that game? It was 2016. Oh, oh I thought no, it was, it was good. I thought it was, it was good. good. The, oh, you're a cowboy fan. I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to get you for this year. So, so <laughs> we were. Yeah. I mean, oh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But dude, going back to this whole fighting thing, right? Yeah. We go there, and we have relatively good seats. But the kids behind us are like yelling at my 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 buddy Ralph and this kid Tommy. We went two giant fans, two cowboy fans, and we're right. like, yo, we're childhood friends, and they're like heckling them. Right. And in the beginning, it's all fun. It's like, oh, your team sucks. But then it gets like aggressive, and right. at one point, I turn out I'm like, bro, we're like friends, you know, like we're going in the same car together. Like, <laughs> if you think you're gonna start fighting them, I'm not just gonna sit there with my hands folded. Right. Like, and it's just crazy to me. Like, you're spending money, you're going to these games, and you're gonna pick a fight, dude. It's insane. Kids watching, no respect. Like, there's no wives and mothers and girlfriends. Like, you just really old people. You're going to put them through this trauma. Yo, and you're people, fighting over nothing. And, dude, people get flatlined at these things. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like, holy I shit. Know. I just want to make sure the Giants cover the six and a half. And I'm getting fucking stomped out it's crazy i mean that guy at dodger stadium a few years ago giants dodgers you know huge rivalry ended up a giants fan ended up in a fucking coma yeah i believe it. it's crazy i believe it you uh, know in front of his son a baseball game in the parking lot like come on my favorite place my my favorite sporting event to go to in person is ufc events yeah and i think one of the reasons why is i've never seen fights in the stands i've seen a couple but it's rare it's rare because everyone knows <laughs> someone knows something near me and i'm not fucking with any of these people so everyone's on their minds their p's and q's oh yeah we sat yeah. when i came in march for covington mazadol the section the whole section behind us like three rows was all bryce M mitchell's family yeah and my buddy, my buddy Nick turns to me, he goes, yo, imagine if we didn't know we just started like fighting one of them. I was like, bro, they all have their, their, right. their gym shirts on. Like right. they're all part of this team. Out Everyone of your fucking knows mind. Yeah. To fight. And Too many mangled ears in the crowd to be starting some shit. Nah. Yeah. So, you know, if, if Connor fights, if Bisbing fights or a, a, even like a Darren Till, some from the UK, the UK and the Irish guys, if, if they, if there's lots of them. They will end up in a fight in the stands, but they only fighting themselves, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, they get they drink a little, they might get a little carried away. It's fun to them. It's not considered a violent act, I don't think. If you're from the UK or something, it's like <laughs> it's this, like a random Wednesday. It, for yeah, them. we call this yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah, dude, with uh, with New York City, man, and uh, with these with these memes that you post and whatnot. And I know some of them are like the fighting stuff, but yeah, if you ever hear about the New York City rats. 
I know all about that. Even from a young age, I remember that, that was a, that's always been a problem in the city. That, that's a real thing. Yeah, like, rats in the fucking city. There, lots of them. Yo, we're talking like about... like Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, they're like this, dude. Yeah, and those motherfuckers don't care if it's two p.m. in the afternoon. Like right. they don't come out just at night. No, they're out. And they used to only come out at night. Yeah, until the pandemic went down and all the outdoor dining shit. Oh, is really what ramped right. everything through the roof because now everyone is eating outside. Yeah. And you have the food that everyone's eating outside, and then you have the garbage also, and they're all hiding underneath these things, right? Because all these businesses in New York, and we we suffered bad, my family and I, because, dude, I lost like fifty thousand dollars of my own money during the pandemic because we went to get a food truck, yeah. to expand the breakfast cart into a food truck. Oh no! And we just couldn't we couldn't operate it because we just left it in Jersey at right. the food truck place, and the reason why is because the moment it drove off the lot, we would have to start financing it. It's like, yo, we can't bring this truck out, this $150,000 truck, because everything was closed in the yeah. city. So we didn't take that risk. And then a long story short, we just, I just ended up getting burned by that. But going back to like the whole pats on the back, that led to me starting to work with the wind yeah. and the blue wire stuff and then ultimately getting me out here yeah, anyway. That's awesome. But going back to the rat thing, man, like I've seen you post about it and I, and I wrote yeah. to you, I'm like, there's some shit we're going to need to talk yeah, about. Cause yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. Bad. You know, we went to Bisbing versus GSP at Madison Square Garden. Nice. And it was Vanessa's first time in New York. And that was in November. So it was cold out, whatever. And there was some snow on the sidewalk and stuff. She couldn't believe, you know, she'd never seen trash bags on the street like that. Because she's from Modesto, California. It's just a different, she'd never been, you know, and never really thought about what do they, what do, they do in New York and all those buildings. There's no other way. It has to go there. It has to go there, you know. Um, she could not believe the amount of trash bags, like block to block. Bro, block. Yeah. Every block is just a whole mountain of right. just trash. <laughs> like every corner. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, there was one night recently, uh, my friends and I were walking down. There's this uh, street called Steinway Street in Queens. It's like, it might be the most diverse like road or avenue, I would say in the country, dude. Really? Yeah, because like it starts off like super white Italian Greek, yeah. and then it becomes very hardcore Middle Eastern Jamaican, right? And then it ends up like you get the Latino and Black community towards right. the tail end. And we're walking down to go from one bar to another, and up ahead in the horizon, we're like, "Yo, what's that puddle over there?" Like, let's cross the street. And as we get closer, dude, it's fucking ninety rats. Oh my God. Like this on the sidewalk. And it I'm looked getting, like water. It and looked it looked like, like water. Mind wow. you, look, it's like two in the morning. We're, we're yeah. kind of, I'm like 10 IPAs in. I'm a big beer drinker. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is, is that water? Did it rain yesterday, John? I'm like, yo. And, and like rats, my manhood leaves when I see rats. A hundred percent. Like it's man. like, uh, dude, yeah. if, if I'm ever with a girl that I want to impress, I'm like, yo, this is going to be the plus one. And I see a rat, she is not going to hit me back when I ask her to go out another Every day. man for himself. I'm going to be like, yo, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So to see all of them and do, like I said before, like Ruthless, you see them on the train. They don't care if the train is packed out. They'll just come out. Yeah, they don't but care. But before the pandemic, it used to be, all right, you're safe until like 8 p.m. at night. Right. Then they'll start coming out right. until five in the morning. But now it was just fucking oh, I can't rats imagine. everywhere, man. I can't imagine. How many times have you been back since the pandemic? Uh, I haven't gone back since I got here Labor Day weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and I don't, I can't see me going back anytime soon. Yeah. My parents are coming for the holidays. I was going to ask you, are they coming dope. here? Yeah. They'll really? be coming here for Christmas. They've been here before? Uh, my mom. My mom actually helped me move out here. She okay. came with me. That was her first time? It was her first time. Wow. 
and uh, she came because I just needed an extra hand. And also, like, I don't know how you are, but I can't match furniture. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So I would have had like a white couch with a brown yeah. or like it would have been chaos. I can match really well. I, what I can't do is I have no concept of size uh, in the store versus how big the room actually is. So I'm always like, that'll fit. And Vanessa's like, I did it here. This room next door, like the, it's like our little media room, whatever. It was supposed to be my office. I bought this fucking desk online. And she's like, that's not going to fit in that room. I'm like, of course it is. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, 100%. It, is. it didn't even come close to fitting in this fucking room. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, let's just make this. This won't be an office. Forget it. Um, yeah, she measures and shit. I don't do any of that. Yeah, I, I think I can eyeball it. Yeah, I can't like, eyeball oh, it, it. Yeah, it, it looks like it fits, right? right? Yeah, let's do it. And then you're like, oh yeah. shit, it doesn't work. Yeah. So they're they're coming out here, and then I was trying to think like my birthday's in March. It's right before March Madness. I've heard crazy stories about yeah. March Madness. I'm not even a college basketball fan like that, but like I love sports. Yeah. So you got the Super Bowl in February. A bucket list of mine has been to be in Vegas for a Super Bowl. So now yeah. I get Oh, this will be your first one? Yeah, first one oh, ever. Oh, yeah, man. it's good. So that, uh, March Madness, there's a UFC in March that my friends and I always fly yeah. out for. And first weekend like, in March? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, so that butts up against our 24-hour show. We do the 24-hour show. Um, you'll have to come on in March. Um, the, the Friday right before that show, Friday 5 a.m., I think it's March 3rd this year or next yeah. year or whatever, 5 a.m. to Friday to 5 a.m. Saturday. We do 24 hours straight and in you, this room. And do you go to the card after? And then I sleep, and then I go to the card. Oh, you're a sick fuck. Sick fuck. 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. I, I did a Twitch stream once for because uh, one of my friend's fiancés is a nurse at um, – Kettering, the cancer center in New York City. Okay. So when the pandemic hit, well, you heard all these horror stories from the nurses and she yeah, was saying yeah, sure. how like the average shift that we had to do was like 12 hours and we'd go like nine straight hours of not eating, no break, nothing. And it was yeah. all chaos and whatever. So I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to do a Twitch stream and I'll raise whatever money I make. I'll donate 500 bucks and whatever I make, I'll uh, cater a day for you guys. So I ended up streaming for 12 hours. And at the end of that, I was like, yo, I don't want to touch a remote control yeah. for like a week and a half. Yeah. And for you to do that for yeah. 24 hours. I'll tell you a funny story. What I'm wearing right now, is what I wore have. this in the on the 2020, sorry, 2021's 24 hour. Damn. I wore this. I haven't worn it since until about a month ago. It took me over a year to put this on because I had it on for 24 straight fucking hours. The, I couldn't even look at this. The first time that I met you and, and Vanessa, you had brought this up and, and she got, she was like, I can't believe he does this thing. This is <laughs> like, yeah, he's crazy. It was just wild. Yeah. Man. But it's fun. I mean, if you have a bunch of people coming in, yeah. yeah. Cause you have to, right? There's you have no, to. Oh, there's no it's other It's the way. only time I'll do Zoom. I'll do Zoom guests. I don't like doing Zoom. I hate doing Zoom Yeah. Guests. I don't like doing it. So I try to keep everything here. Yeah. Even though, you know, um, you know, I, I could get really great guests if I would not be so stubborn on zoom. I mean, but I just, I don't like it. It's just different. It's so it's different, not a podcast man. at it's, that point. It's, it's, it's a, I don't know what it is. It's just, you need this. Yeah. I want this. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. the timing is different. Yeah. You have that sl slight delay and then right. you're talking over and then the voices are mumbled, right. mumbled. And I don't mind doing five or 10 minutes with someone on zoom. That's different. But on whole hours. To lot. do an hour on Zoom or 40 minutes, like, you know. You're right. No, yeah. I, I totally agree with you, yeah. man. And, and going back to how one of the early conversations we had on here about how, how giving you are and how you're always, like, connecting the dots, 
with uh, George in here. He was yeah. like, yo, you got to get on his podcast. Right. I was like, yeah. dude, I'm looking for people in yeah. person to come on. Because I have a lot of my... Oh, well, shit, there's a lot of shows we could put you on yeah, here. I have a, I yeah, I have a lot of my friends who like call into my show. Because in the beginning, what, what the core of my show was, was a bunch of your buddies that know their shit. We, we started building a podcast, like a lot of people do, right? But through the years, I always wanted to keep that theme. Like mm -hmm. my show is primarily heavy NFL, a lot of UFC... Uh, FIFA with the World Cup now, soccer. And then for every other sport, I'll touch on like big storylines, but in my own creative and funny way also. Yeah. And I always try to have like childhood friends on. Yeah. Right. And it's weird because I had a... Uh, I've done that too. I have like you that. ever had Have you ever had a big guest on and you thought, oh man, this is going to be the one. Yes. And then Several. nothing happened. Almost, almost every single big guest other than Dana. And then... You Dana can, moved the needle. Right. All the others did well, but it did, wasn't that big of a difference. I've actually ha gotten better results out of, like you said, having a childhood friend. It's funny, even my own friends, other than the Dana episode, like I've had some really good people, Bruce Buffer, Michael Bisbing, like I've had some good Bob Saget, I mean, I've had some good fucking names on, you know? But if I put a childhood friend on, all my friends end up texting me. Oh, saw the thing. Like yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. one time they text me. I had Kevin Bosberg on, and they're like, "Hey, that was great." I'm like, "Where were you for fucking Bob Saget?" You ask. Yeah. You know? or, or they'll share it. When they'll it's share like your it. Friends. Right. But when it's the other people, it's right. like, dude, how do you like? What? Right. Wouldn't you want to flex yeah. that I had yeah. this guy on? And even like I like to because I know our audience likes to hear from like the hot girl uh, influencers and stuff. So like if I have like Sophie D, you know, 12 million followers on Instagram, or Lacey K Summers, it does well. Obviously, because it's just the masses, and they're they're really nice about sharing it yeah. um, for me. But if I have another girl that I don't know that well, and she's got let's say like two or three million followers on, she doesn't really go the extra mile in promoting it. But the girl that has like fifty to a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, they go nuts promoting it, and you do way better. Yeah, man, and and uh, I'm glad you can't that be a follower snob, and, and that's that's so true. Yeah, I had someone big, big from the UFC on my show, and then the next week I have my buddy Dylan on who. Anytime I've had him on my show, a lot of people are like, that's how like Joe Rogan has Duncan Trussell when yeah. they have on it. It's like all this crazy shit. Yeah. So we, we talked about like childhood crushes, how I, I stole like $100 out of his wallet during yeah. a bachelor party and then gave it back to him the next morning. He's like, what is that? I was like, oh, I took money out of your wallet. He's like, so you robbed me? On yeah. Trip? I yeah. was like, yeah, man, long story short. Yeah. Right. And then we talked about like wrestling and he's a big hockey fan. So we talk about hockey. Like, why isn't it more popping in, in the States? Like hockey's dope. If you go in person, like hockey's a really fun sport. Yeah. And that did like three X what the other show yeah. did. And it's like, oh, you guys like the camaraderie and the chemistry right. more than anything yeah. else. And, yeah. and I want to, you mentioned about like the sharing. I had Eric Nixick on my show recently because yeah. of you. Yeah, Thanks yeah, yeah. a lot, man. Yeah. And Great guy, right? He's so easy. Like, all you got to do is tee it up for him, and he just goes. Dude, so yeah. good. Even after we were talking football, and he's like, yo, I got to come By back the way, to talk football. By the way, I haven't had him. Really? No. So that, See that? I gave him to you before I even had yo, him. <laughs> so that goes back to why I admire what you do, and I mean that sincerely, is because he walked out of your studio because he was doing something else in here. Yeah. And you were just like... He did the... I was doing the fight companion thing with MMA Junkie Radio. That's what it was. Yeah. And yeah. so you were watching. I felt bad because I was in here. You were in there yeah, watching yeah, the yeah. fights. I hardly got to dude, talk you, to you. you saved me 80 bucks. Yeah. And you fed me. <laughs> I'm very good. simple. We're good. Dude. All right. Very simple. But like with Eric Nixick, he walks out and you're like, oh, this is my buddy Nick. He has a show at the win. You got to yeah. do a show. 
and then you put us Boom. in a thread. Right. And then the rest was like, <laughs> you do the rest. And it's like, right. dude, he shared every fucking post that and I tagged him. It's amazing, him. right? And I, and I sent them a message and I was like, yo, I just want you to know that I appreciate that because not a lot of people do. They'll do the one. Sure. And, and oftentimes they might not post it at all. Right. And then you're like, thing, fuck, you know, do I ask? Do I not ask? Yeah. Do I, hey, can you put this on story? Yeah, you mind? Like something. Like the <laughs> I whole invited point, you to collab. <laughs> you right. Know? The whole point of you coming on someone's show is to promote that you were on the show right. to your audience. Right. And then they get a different perspective of who you are right. and having certain conversations. And he fucking shared everything, dude. Yeah. And I was like, yo, just know that what you did is super rare. Right. And it's not being taken for granted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's going above and beyond. Yeah. Oh, I had a yeah, similar um, DJ Ashba. He was, uh, he lives here in Vegas. He replaced Slash in Guns N' Roses. Whoa. Yeah. And went on tour with them for six or seven years. And then Slash eventually came back. And then now Ashba's got a pretty successful uh, solo career. He also was in a band called um, 6AM with Nikki Six. Um, from Motley Crue. Uh, I think Nikki Six is Motley Crue, right? Um, and uh, he posted, just like you said, I had him on and he posted, not only did he post everything, he put it in his, a link in his bio on Instagram. I didn't ask him to do that, nothing. He's got like a million plus followers on Instagram. Numbers were crazy. Like, it's so rare to find people like that that just do it. Yeah, for you. man. Because the people that don't need to do it for you. Right, right. Yeah. And if they do it more than once, too, it's like, holy shit, are you a right. gift from God? Like, where right, do you right, come from? Right, right, right. Because, man, yeah. it, it, it sucks that some people, like, they don't even post it at all. Yeah. But that's like the whole objective of you collabing with someone. And yeah. you did it, you did it with my show too, dude. You posted like everything yeah. that I was talking And if about. I missed some, it's just because I literally missed it. <laughs> like, right. you know, yeah. I've been nuts. You know, it's hard. Yeah, but I I'm wearing so many hats, it's hard to I actually neglect this show because I'm so focused on growth for Sticky Paws and Podcast Junkies Network and adding more junkie shows that I actually neglect my own show. Luckily, George Carmona and the guys have stepped up and like they've kind of taken over um, posting for me. Uh, mm. on action junkies because I, I was just drowning, you know, it's just doing too much. So you is, is your like, is your like idea for a sticky pause to turn it into, I want to be like, blue wire. Huh? So podcast junkies. So podcast junkies is a network. So I want to build out junkies. There's action junkies, George hosts, gridiron junkies, geo hosts, fitness junkies. We're going to bring back political junkies. Eventually there'll be golf junkies, sports junkies, movie junkies, you know, everything car junkies, everything junkies, um, and build up an, a network of shows like that. That's the podcast junkies play. Sticky Paws, the studio, um, we're going to end up franchising um, podcast studios all over the country. That's a brilliant idea because yeah. I still feel that podcasting is, is, is in its infancy. Yeah, for sure. And not only just podcasting, I think... Another reason why us two connected and, and we sort of hit it off right away is because we've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And you understand that it's really a grind. It's a grind. It's, it's not just, yeah, I'm going to shoot this shit with my friends. Like, all right, Bill, like, what's the objective? What's the niche you're trying right. to go into? And right. being consistent. Like, the and then amount turning of it shows, into money. Yeah, man, it's hard and it takes a while. Like, dude, I've been in meetings with athletes and celebrities or even in networking purposes and they find out like what my show does because my what my show does from like a download perspective and yeah. a viewership engagement perspective it doesn't really equate to what my following is right so they're blown away like what this same kid? with me same yeah. with me and they're like wait i don't even have six thousand followers on instagram right i'm and, non-existent <laughs> and, i only have 20 on tiktok because of dana because like, the one clip went fucking ballistic before that i think i was at uh 
I don't know, four or something. I don't know. Yeah. And th- even those numbers suck. Right. Compared and, to everyone that does what we do. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so I'll have these conversations and they'll be like, him? And then you're like, yeah, dude, I've been doing it for seven years. I put out 110 episodes a year. Like I do two a week. That's dope. Two wow. a week. Uh, and, and in the event that I miss one, I guarantee you the next week it's three. Right. Like I might miss it because, all right, the NBA is starting. Here's the NBA preview show. Yeah. Like I'll space it out like you that. You tape on the same days of Blue Wire every week, or is, does yeah. it vary? Mondays, Mondays and Wednesdays, and I have also. And then when do episodes go up? Mondays and Thursdays. Oh, so when you tape an episode on <clears throat> Monday, it, that one doesn't go up on Monday though. That yeah. Oh, it does. It goes up same day. Record Monday goes up Monday night. I like that. Yeah, wow. and then Wednesday I record late afternoon here, and I'll, I'll be up for Thursday morning. And do you keep any in the can? None. Like, I have episodes in the can right now, and it drives me fucking nuts. I don't like it. I don't like it. It is kind of nice not having the pressure, mm. right, to find a guest, whatever, but I'd rather have the pressure, to be honest, because I end up disconnected from when they're in the can. Like, I free, it's so far removed, and then I feel weird going back to the guy, hey, your episode's coming out from six weeks ago. Like, I don't fucking like that. I don't so, like it. So I, I, I call those evergreen episodes. Yep. And it, it depends. Like, I've the longest... I've recorded in advance has been two months, but that's also when I was back home in New York. Right. So it was easier. And like, I have a little, like a, like a sub, not subtitle, but yeah, I think like a subset of veterans minimum within the feed. That's like podcast and chill. You know, it's a play on like Netflix and chill and whatever. How'd you come up with that name, by the way, veterans minimum? Dude, I'd be lying to you if I told you who came up with it, but I, there used to be five of us that did the show and veterans minimum was the one that we were all like, Oh yo, that's, that's a good one because I never wanted to be known as just a football guy. Got it. Or just talking baseball. It's like veterans minimum is a common term in the sports world. The guy's 38, 39 years old, tail end of his career. He's chasing a championship with LeBron and Steph Curry, or he goes to play with Brady. It's like, oh, they're going to sign the veterans minimum. Right. So it's synonymous with all sports. Right. So it's like a sports show, a heavily sports betting influence. Yeah. And I don't know who came up with the name. But that was the reason why. Because right now, four, five other guys. Wait, you started with five other guys. Yeah. So right now, five other guys. When they hear this, they're gonna all be arguing on who came up with that name. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I, I, yeah. And I, I like being. Someone's like a, gonna lay claim to it in, yeah. in the next month. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the podcast and chill part of it is like my audience. When they see that, they know this is gonna be like a long form conversation. And I always like to sell interesting when I do a podcast. Yeah. I've had opportunities to talk to people that have massive followings. And I'm like, I really don't care about science, dude. Or yeah. I don't care about like what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My, my favorite episode that I've ever recorded and, uh, and I want to find out which one it is for you, but I kind of feel like I know which one it is for you. I'll, I'll do one besides that besides one. That yeah. one? All right, cool, cool. So I had, I'm obsessed with Pablo Escobar and the Colombian cartel. Yeah. Like, I dare you to send me a documentary or a clip that has to do with that era that I haven't watched. And I have never been to Colombia. I've never done any drugs. Like, I just like to drink, right? So I'm not like a cokehead to be like, oh, yeah, I'm into it. But I had the real DEA agents that took down Pablo Escobar that Narcos is based on. Amazing. Had them on the show during the pandemic. But when my audience sees that, it's like with every guest that I have, I bring it to sports. Pablo Escobar and all these like big drug lords back yeah. then, they own the soccer teams. So what wow. they would do is if you were the center forward of Cali, yeah. 
Pablo Escobar would go, not Escobar, but one of the drug lords would go, yo, let's go kidnap Vanessa. Yeah. Let John know, like, yo, if you play well tomorrow, it's, it's a wrap for Vanessa. Yeah. This year. How are you going to go and play a game? Right. It's like they had bounties on John and Vanessa and, right, and, and right. Nick and all these guys, right. family, friends, and you got to go play the biggest game of your life. Yeah. You're not going to play well. They lose. So it's like, was that a real thing? I was asking them questions. Like the Colombian soccer era of that generation was like their most successful ever. Yeah. And how much of that was because of like the cocaine cowboy, cocaine cartel era. Right. So to me, when my audience sees podcasts and chill, it's evergreen. It's something that... You'd yeah. be able to go to listen to that now, right. and it's relevant. Right. You know, it's like very Joe Rogan style. Yeah, sure. Where it's like you could go and listen to something like the first Elon Musk thing that he might have had with Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Where, where the rest of my episodes, it's like, uh, it's mostly you got to listen to it like right away. Right. Which is hard to build a sports show like that. Very. And it all varies. You know, you got to make sure you're hitting your days. Like, that's a big thing with me. Right. When I get guests on, it's like, look, it's very important that we hit my days. My days are... Mondays and Thursdays. If you can't record Wednesday, I get it. We have to record Thursday. Yeah. And there can't be like no high and dry. Cause I don't want to be that dude that say I have you on the show and you're like, man, I can't, I can't come today. I don't want to hit up George and be like, yo, I need you. Cause then George is going to feel shitty. Like, yo, right. this kid only needs me because John bailed. Right. I don't want to become that guy yeah. either. So it's, it's something where it's like a lot of the cliches that you hear about like creating the content and like what you envision sticky paws to become and just yeah. like content creating in general is like, dude, you're not going to see a return for right. a while. Yeah. And if it wasn't for me learning how to do the audio, do the editing. You would respect it, right? Not that I wouldn't respect okay. it. I, pr I probably wouldn't be having this convo with you because oh. I wouldn't have moved out here. Right. Because that's really what pays the bills. Right. What the podcast brings in on its own, and I'm super grateful for it. A lot of it is like the, the fan base I build with the Patreon. Yeah. And then what I get from a downloads and ads perspective, that's right. like recreational money. That so you're not So you're not doing any like product placement kind of deals. I've done I'm in, taking you to the next level yeah, in 2023, Nick. Yeah, I've I've done that in the past. I've done a bunch. Like I've had some funny videos for like Manscaped. Okay, that I've Great. had. And, okay, and uh, I did a I did a read for them once where it was like I completely ignored their script because I feel like a lot of people when they do reads for podcasts, I won't do them. I don't it, do any. You don't? Mm -mm. Really? I leave a lot of money on the table. I won't do it. No one wants to hear it. So can I get? Can I give you uh, a little tip? Sure. Make it a part of your show. So that's what I do. That that's, is, that's I, the best so way like, to do it. I used to have my bookie as a sponsor, mybookie.ag, and they used to send me copy, and I'd be like, guys, I'll never read, not a shred of it, not a shred of it, but I will crush what I do for you, I promise. And I launched into a campaign. I would literally do, video, the first video I did was breaking down like a UFC card. I was like, let's put those bastards over at mybookie.ag out of fucking business yeah. this week. Here's a parlay that's going to cash, whatever. Right, and I right, tag right. him. They fucking call me. He's like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Put us out of business. I'm like, it's cool. Relax. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. just watch. Let it. People are going to come visit it, your site now. And because then all of a sudden, Colby Covington starts doing, because he was with them too. He must have seen the tag because he follows the, the tag, right? So he starts doing, let's put my bookie out of business. Yeah. And the guy calls me. He's like, all right, I like I like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, dude, because when you say, all right, let's take a break to do the ads, yeah. you do the ads, like, yeah, it's cool because you're making money, but right. I guarantee you, because I do it. Skip, 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 phone, skip. Phone, phone, yeah. That's it. I only work it in. If it's not worked in into the actual show where it's organic, you don't even realize what I talked about that I got paid for. It hasn't happened on this show right yeah. now, but um, all the time I do it, you know, or we'll put just like someone's logo at the beginning of a show presented by, you know, I sell that. 
um, right. uh, presented by, you know, then a couple sponsors, whatever. Um, and then during content on Instagram, you know, yeah, that's branding where we really content. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, that's, that's the one yeah. that's like... It's that's a, where I've made a lot. Like, I've never done less than six figures with Action Junkies since I started. Wow. Just, just from that. That's dope. Every year. Yeah, yeah man. But it's, it, it's a way to get creative, like, with the ads. Because right. Because it, it also makes it interesting. Yeah. Because we it, don't, like... You listen to Rogan, right? Yeah. Skip, skip, skip at the beginning. Today's episode is brought to you by stamps.com. Yeah. Today's episode by the food one or whatever. It's like, oh my God, I'm over it. Who's like, why are we doing that? So it's I just had, dumb. When, when I did Manscaped once, yeah. I kind of like started getting at the girls too. I'm like, ladies, this is for you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're doing this for you. Right, like, we right. Gotta, you, we right. want to be good for you. Like, right. you should be ashamed of yourself. Did they like it that you were doing it? They sent me back an email. They're like, yo, we loved it. The only thing, like they gave me bullet points that I had to hit on, which I hit on right. within that story. Right. But it's like, that's more organic. People actually I listen agree. to that one. And I then it agree. also helped them because they started using the promo code. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a yeah. way to, but again, that, yeah. that happens like through experience. Dude. Yeah. I lose a lot of sponsors because I also won't do the promo code anymore. Because mm. I was telling them like, you don't want me to, if you make me look like you're paying me, it's no good. Mm. Like to me, that's the future. No different than product placement when you watch Friends. Yeah, they don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just He opens the cupboard and there's fucking Fruit Loops. He doesn't mention Fruit Loops. Sometimes he does. But most of the time, you just see it. I like, it's okay to just see it. I'm the same way. I prefer just like one sum yeah. as opposed to the promo code. Because it's just it's right. easier to integrate. It doesn't right. feel forced where you have to get people to go. Right. And, and I don't want to be one of 20 guys giving out a promo code. Yeah. Yeah, it's it becomes dumb. oversaturated right. too. Just like what we're like with podcasting too, where one of the things that we were talking about when you were on my show was we we kind of like I don't want to say judge, but we look at people different when they're like, oh, we just started podcasting. Hundred percent. Like, you got you got a long way. Uh, yeah, to go. you got a long way to go. You got a long it's way like to I go. used to do stand up. You know, like they'd be like, oh, I've been thinking about doing stand up. I'm really funny at the kitchen table. Like, bro, like, okay, nah, great. It's, it's not the same, man. It's, yeah, it's, I beat up a kid in fucking ninth grade. I'm not ready for fucking UFC. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You, you know? Do you do any training? No, no I don't want to get hit. No, yeah, me neither. Dude. Yeah, no. So, so I got a. I've been doing. I'm a blue belt in jujitsu, and I've been training for. It's probably like the three year anniversary that I've been, that's great. I've been training. Yeah, I love it. It's yeah, amazing. It's great. Uh, I don't want to get punched in the face. Though, yeah, right. Like at that. all. When I, I when that. I I started sparring a little bit when I was back home. I haven't done it since I got to Vegas. Yeah, I stick only to the jujitsu. But when I was back home, I asked uh, my jujitsu coach uh, Sergio da Silva. He was the guy that got me into uh, jujitsu, and Jared Gordon, my buddy, who's fighting. Yeah, Patty fighting next, Patty, next the baddie. Yeah, can't wait, man. Hype train derailer. Baby. Oh boy, I'm the, I will refrain from yeah, comment. Yeah, it's all good. Listen, man. I'm listen. a Patty. I drank the Patty Kool Aid as hard as the Connor Kool Aid. So, honest, honest assessment of yeah. this one, right? And I don't know when this show is going to go out. This is going to go out before the fight. I'm a I'm a big Patty guy also. Yeah. I, I think it's impossible for you yeah. not to be. We've we've wanted this fight for a yeah. long time for Jared cuz it's a yeah. you know it's co-main on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Dude. Jared deserves it. The longer the fight goes, the better I'll feel for Jared. Uh, 100%. I think that first round 100%. is if he gets survived round 1. Yeah. It's going to be and interesting. That, and and when know? I do and like Patty walks into a lot of shots, he man. Does. He walks into a lot of shots. He does. You know, he's kind of like Gaethje, early Gaethje. You know, kind of like how Chandler is now. He walks in. Connor actually walks into shots mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't realize he did, but he walked into a Nick Diaz jab. Like Connor walks into shots. You yeah, know? man. And and when I when I give out like plays and when I talk about cards and if I know a fighter, I always tell people I'm like, look, I'm gonna just I'm gonna break it down to you as if I didn't know them. Right. I'm gonna be honest with you. And Jared's last fight, I told all my friends the same thing. 
he was fighting uh, Leonardo Santos. I'm like, yeah. dude, I am scared to death in that first round. Yeah. Because Santos, all his wins are first round finishes. Sure. And I'm like, yo, the longer it goes, the better. So that's how I feel about yeah. it with Jared. But yeah. going back to the, the jujitsu thing, yeah. they tell me, they're like, because I've always been disciplined. I think it's me growing up uh, uh, in like athletics and like my parents, man, shouts to my parents who talked shit to me. Like, this generation now is, like, so soft. Yeah. And I know everyone thinks that their generation is the best, but, like, mine grew up, I'm 31, right? Like, my generation grew up with, we had outside and we had the internet at the same time. Like, yeah. I was still going outside until I was, like, 21, 22, playing hoops with my with my boys at the park. Yeah. But, like, nowadays, it's, like, I don't, I feel like there's no discipline. We could get into that after. But going back to this story, I've always been disciplined, right? So I asked. They kept telling me, like, yo, you got to come do jujitsu. You'll fall in love with it. I'm like, ah, dude, I don't want to do that. I don't know. Fall in love with it right really? away, right? Immediately, the first class. Some 14-year-old kid, Sergio, was like, yo, you're rolling with him. I was like, bro, I'm like 220 at the time. I'm 200 now. I was like, I'm 220. He's 14. He doesn't even have, like, facial hair. Like, what are right. we doing? How'd that work out? <laughs> he fucking ragdolled Isn't me. Isn't it amazing? Ragdolled me. And he pulls me aside, Sergio, after. Like, for five minutes, just with my ass. Arm bars, Camoras, all this shit. I was like, what the fuck? He goes to me, one of two things are going to happen, bro. You're either never going to come back again, or, or you'll be back Wednesday. It's one of the two. Because you just got embarrassed. Right. Do you want to do something about it? Or are you just going to be a bitch, what he called me? And you're never going to come back. Like, he tested my manhood. And he thing. knew that was going to happen to you. And, oh, yeah. Right. The kid had, like, what, eight months of experience? <laughs> which, if you have just three months of experience, I'll take you over someone that's never trained before. Right. Like, that's how, right. that's how significant There's it levels is. to this. So, <laughs> going back to, like, the whole sparring and, and, like, getting punched in the face. Yeah. One day, I was like, bro, how do you check leg kicks? I was like, I, I know what it is, but, like, how do you do it? Dude, he gets up after finishing his food, wipes his mouth down. He goes, throw a kick at me. I was like, for real? He's like, yeah, throw it, like, uh, 40%. I whip my leg. He checks it. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> shin on shin. I'm like, yo, I'm good. I'm watching fights and I'm grabbing. Yeah, the and it doesn't like, hurt them. It doesn't, They man. build up that tolerance. They do. It's they do. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. much respect for any of those guys. But you've never, you never wanted to? No, not boxing even as a, as a, workout? a long time ago as a teen, boxing, you know, when I went to UNLV, I used to work out with some guys, boxing, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and I have the you know obviously I could I could go in and train with some really cool yeah, people. But, yeah, people that know their shit. Too. Yeah, yeah. But yo, you've slimmed down a yeah, lot. Yeah, I've lost. I've been on keto now. This is week six, and uh, I'm I'm down 18 pounds, and the first week sucked, and now it's easy. It's really easy. Don't what? even think about it. Don't invite me to a movie because I I <laughs> I've been to two movies and the fucking smell of popcorn. It makes me weak. I was strong and I, and I passed the test, but I don't want to go to a movie and smell popcorn. But other than that, I'm safe. I'm it, good. Is that like the thing that you'd be in better shape in if you didn't eat? Like what, what's like the one thing that, that Dude, holds you back? Dr. Pepper Mountain Dew. I was drinking. I don't even want to put a number to it. I don't know. Nick, if I went to dinner, like a, pick a restaurant, whatever, I'm good for six Dr. Peppers or Cokes if I have to do Coke. Um, yeah. In a sitting at dinner. No Damn, problem. So, you, so soda no problem. was soda, and then fuck, dude. Come on, Twinkies and brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts and fucking popcorn and fried, name it, fried whatever. Beer. See, I'm lucky. I don't drink. I don't drink. Oh, you don't. I hate the taste. Oh, interesting. Yeah, plenty of vices. Drinking was never. Yeah, I just don't like the don't like the taste. If I could take a drunk pill, that would be interesting. But uh, the process, I don't like. I don't like the alcohol. 
I I love beer, dude. Really? Beer is that's my, hard to kick. That's a, that's that's a lot of weight. Man, yeah. Yeah, so beer, pizza. There's no abs with beer in your life. Beer, pizza, pizza. and Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah. My, my three things. I'd Not be in, Over nacho cheese, really? You yeah, know, I like mean, the classic? Bro, listen, Cool Ranch Doritos are the number one draft pick. I don't even think that's the Oh, my God. It's definitely debatable. Nah, you're, nah, nah, nah. Come on. Cool Ranch is number one. Bro. Oh, my God. Cool are you sure you're not from L.A.? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, the, the beer thing, like, anywhere I go, I yeah. always drink beer because... With beer, I know I can have four, five, ten beers, right. and I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm not that kind of drunk anyway. I'm very laid back and chill. Right. I've never gotten into a fight. I'm very passive. Like, yo, you're a bitch. No problem. Right, right, right. I'm not trying to entertain yeah. that. I've seen too many people get KO'd. Dude. Yeah. Like, that's a I mean, real dangerous. thing. And in you New York, hit your now, head on concrete. That and also, like, good night. nowadays, people having guns and shit yeah. and knives. It's like, yo, I'm not trying to do that. Like, right. it's all good. Yeah. yeah. We're not, I'm not going to remember this in 20 minutes. Yeah. Do you have but, a gun at home? Do you have a gun yet? No, no, you no. You need to get a gun. Yo, get a gun. So I'm, I'm fucking creeped out by weapons. Really? And the craziest thing There's about a gun all in this, this bag under this desk right now, <laughs> and a knife. Um. I'm a big, I'm a big Call of Duty guy. I play okay. Warzone all the time. Yeah. But dude, I was gonna become a police officer. And you're creeped out by weapons? Yeah. <laughs> How does but, this work? So I, I learned that through the process. My uncle's an MTA cop in New York City. Oh, I wow. was gonna go and be a Nassau County police officer. They're like one of the top five law enforcement's in the country for sure like financially and i had gotten disqualified doing a 70 and a 50 i got a ticket like speeding ticket and just from that they were like yeah no dude. and like uh, i volunteered first to go do the drug test because i never did drugs right i uh i just like clean like that was the only thing and that ended up costing me a shitload of money also fighting it with uh right? retainer fees or lawyers yeah, yeah. but with the whole gun thing is my uncle i went to a shooting range with him and dude i couldn't even like grab it like i couldn't even grab it on the i was like yo this isn't for me dude yeah and i was like why did i just punt away fifteen thousand dollars with these fucking lawyers to become a cop when i can't even i can't even like grasp it really oh yeah i don't I, I don't fuck with them at all man i don't know it's because maybe like i almost want to take you to the range dude i don't know if it's because i'm from new york and like in new york it's not like a gun culture right but yeah, man, it just never was. Here's what I'm gonna do for you. What if, what if I had, what if I set up private lessons for you? I'm gonna go too. But uh, private lessons, we get you set up with Jamie Villamore to teach you how to use guns. She's a competitive shooter, sponsored shooter. I mean, and then you have her on your podcast to talk about it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And yo, take, I don't, she I don't, goes, you listen, go to the range with Jamie Villamore. Are you turning that offer down, Nick? Yo, I am. Wow! And, and she's a great girl. Wow! That's another thing my friends and I have. We yeah. Just, we just, when it's an attractive woman, we just say great girl. Because now uh, okay. we see yeah. culture. <laughs> right, you know, right, right. You got to be careful. Yeah. Great girl. Right. Just keep it simple. Okay. Yeah, I'm like going to have to decline. Yeah. Really? Dude, it just doesn't like. It, wow! I have, no, I have no desire, no, like, not even the slightest bit of interest. Really? Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I think it has to be because like I didn't grow up with it or it wasn't, you know, it's not open carry in yeah. New York City. Yeah. Um, oh, in New York, it's not even, cons you can't do anything yeah, in New you York. Can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five tr years. Trust me, I know a fucking Plaxico Burris cost oh, me a Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Dude, I was never so he sure. He shot his leg in a strip club, right? Yeah, or in a yeah, bar? It was, it was a bar in New York City. <laughs> John, when I tell you. So I'm a, I'm a Giants, Rangers. Fresh Knicks, after signing, right? Knicks and Mets. They won the yeah. Super Bowl the year before. They beat the Pats. You're Mets, not Yankees. I'm a Mets fan, yeah. Okay. I fucked up. No. Yeah, I think there's more yeah, character, Mina. Where, where, I don't mean to cut you off. Where does Aaron Judge land? Where does he end up? 
I think he goes to the Giants. Fuck. That and hurts. I know, I know that oh, hurts. Oh God, me. that yeah. hurts me so bad. Okay, go back to where and, you were. And, and yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't want him on the Mets. Why, dude? I'm not giving a guy that's 31 years old a 10 year contract that he wants. They never work out in baseball. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's, but it's, does it need to work out? Like, does is it worth a ring? If if a, if it translates into one ring, so that's, isn't it worth it? So that's the argument, right? It's right. the Joe Flacco thing. It's right. the, it's the Robinson Cano thing. Right, right, right. It's like, yeah, you you're you're paying you're paying a ten year contract. Yeah. Where the last four of those years is like dead oh money. My God, yeah. We're paying this idiot forty million dollars. Yeah. So, but then there's Albert Pujols. Like, explain that. Wasn't that nuts? Like, all of yeah. a sudden, it's just. Was it because it was just his last year? He just, he just fucking saw the ball roll. Well? You don't think people were grooving fastballs though? No, nah, nah, I have a I lot don't. of people that think that. I do not believe that. That was for a one that second. was a big conversation in New York also with Derek Jeter. His like last at bat, he got this single, and then for the three thousandth hit, it was a home run. It's like I don't, I don't believe it. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I don't think so either. We're also talking about like the top one percenters in the game. Like right. these guys are like, good. How about they're just good at what they yeah, do? Yeah, like, can't be good. that. It, yeah. can, it can never be that, right? Like right. it always has to be something. But going back to Plaxico, yes. uh, I'm a Giants, Rangers, Knicks, and Mets fan. So I've only seen two championships. The rest of it with the Mets thing, building character. One time I had this girl I was talking to, and she's like, "What's your biggest like? What's your your best character trait?" I was like, "I'm loyal." She's like, "Oh yeah, every guy says that." I was like, "No, nah, I'm a Knicks." And Mets fan, my whole life has sucked. All they do is break my heart. Oh Sports my is the only thing. Yeah, because you're too young for the for the uh, eighty the eighty six Mets. Yeah, yeah, didn't experience that. And and they came close with Piazza the one year. And then with the Royals in in fifteen, that yeah. was like the last time I was like fully into baseball. Like I follow the Mets, but it's hard for me to follow like what the Giants are doing or right. you know what the Texas Rangers are doing. Baseball is very regional for me. Yeah, but dude. They beat the they beat the Pats in the Super Bowl, and then the next year they're like eleven and one. The Super Bowl that year were the Cardinals and the Steelers. They beat both of them on the road. John, on everything I stand for, I was never so positive in my life that my team was going to win a championship. Yeah. And then Plax shoots himself, and it was just like oh, gutted man. the rest of the way. Then That's the fucking brutal. Eagles, the team I hate the most. I hate the Eagles. We see eye to eye there. The, yeah, the Eagles. I hate them the most. It's weird because for Giant fans that are my age, like the thirty-five and unders, the team that we hate. Are the Eagles right? Whereas everyone that's like forty-five to thirty-five, that generation of Giant fans, they hate the Cowboys. They hate the Cowboys right. because the Eagles haven't won as much as right. Dallas did then. But it's like Victor Cruz's career ended in Philly. Right. The t- the amount of times that Eli Manning went in there and looked like a junior high school quarterback <laughs> drives me crazy. And then they beat them. They beat them in the playoffs. Like. It, Philly just sucked every yeah. time we would go there. It's like <laughs> the Giants are on a five-game winning streak. Oh shit, we play Philly forty-five right. to ten, and then the right. season just spirals. So I hate the Eagles, man. But <laughs> that year, dude, the Eagles ended up beating them in the playoffs. Yeah, Giants had a buy buy in the playoffs. Never happened with Eli. Right, and Plaxico shot himself, and the season just like kaput. Yeah, it away, man. Yeah, oh, it's brutal. Bad memories. Sports can be brutal. Yeah, but don't you feel like with, with sports teams, that's like the only thing you can never break up with? Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. why I was saying the loyalty thing. I tried to divorce the Cowboys a couple times, and I couldn't do it. You can't, I tried. Man. You nah, can't do nah, it. Nah, you got to be there. You're ride or die. Son. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. I have adopted the Raiders as my secondary team just because I feel like if you live here, 
Yeah. And it's they're new here. Like, but that's yeah, we gotta different. be a uh, that's pro different though because hometown team, right? That's right? different. We also don't play in the same conference because right. I know you're a Cowboy fan, so we're in the same right. division. We're NFC, right. so we we don't play them every year. Like, I have no animosity towards the Jets. They play them right. once every four years. Dude, I call me crazy. I know they're a super long shot. I feel like they. They could they could do some crazy shit this year. Nah, nah, you need to get off the keto diet. Then come on, like you're, come it's on. Your, no, no, there's no way. Okay, remember this. I might have to end up clipping this up and embarrass you, Nick. You, you could. You're not you worried? Nah, not at all. But like, uh, I, I'm 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 big on uh, Minnesota this weekend. Love Minnesota this weekend. Minus three against the Jets. And I know this might not age well, but I mean, how, how is Minnesota with extended time playing off Thanksgiving? Yeah, they're only a three-point favorite against the Jets, and yeah. it's because that Mike White shit went down. Right, and everyone in New York is like, "Yo, we got to build this dude a statue." Yeah, like New Yorkers, we've suffered through so much that like Lynn Sanity was such a like holy shit moment. <laughs> right, right, in the right, city right, right. Where we still talk about it, and yeah, I always make this joke with my buddies like the 1994 New York Knicks that we hold to the highest standard ever. They didn't even win, dude. Right, like they lost the finals, but it was so magical in '94 with the Knicks. Yeah, that it's like every time Patrick Ewing or John Starks are in the arena, it's like the place goes crazy for them. Yeah. And then my friends and I were at a game once. We're like, bro, these fucking guys didn't even win, and we hold them to right. This. Like, right. imagine if you won. Yeah, Just, yeah, it's crazy. Have you seen the Shack documentary on? I think it's on HBO or like a little series on HBO. I don't know how many episodes it is. I've only watched the first two on Shack. No, yeah, I it's really good. Yeah, I think it's just called Shack something. Uh, yeah. He's dope, man. It's he, good. He seems yeah. like a really like chill it's guy. It's really cool. Yeah, you should check it out. You yeah. should definitely check it out. What other what other like sports are you into? Or is it just UFC? UFC, and... baseball. I mean, this year I've gotten into football more than ever. Um, because we're oh, every Sunday, literally every Sunday, I have a standing table, uh, well, sitting table, but whatever. Same table at Resorts World at the doghouse. Oh shit. Um, and we're there literally every Sunday for the morning games, 9 30, every fucking Sunday, and the food's really good, and we're right in front of the big screen. Or big screens, I should say. Oh, damn. Uh, yes, come any anytime you want. Just pop over. So I appreciate that invite. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm in this uh, contest for $200,000 first place. And I have, a, I have a very good shot at winning it. Really? I'm one and a half back of first. Uh, oh, my God. Five games against the spread every week. Okay. Uh, every week, I feel less and less confident in my picks. Right. And they end up like it's been... Really? You know, yeah, dude, and I had a... 200K to the winner? 200K to the winner, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, how many weeks are left? Uh, so week 13, Four. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Six more weeks. Six more weeks. Just give me three and two the rest of the way. I think I'll be able to make up ground. Oh, my God. The reason why I bring this, not, Tell to, me. not to flex and to show off, it's like I'm on my couch you're not, monitor. That's been your thing. I'm not changing. Say no shit. more. Say no more. Playoffs, I understand if you that. have it in the playoffs, we'll be there. Play, we'll there. be there. Playoffs. A primetime game, no problem. Okay. But until, I get it. If, if I'm this close, dude, as long as I'm Do still not close, sway from the normal stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I was I was macking on this girl for so long, <laughs> so long since I got here. It was uh -huh. like one of the first like girls. I was like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. I got to talk to her. Right. Talking, whatever, making plans. We made plans to go hang out on a Sunday. And it was like three weeks beforehand we had made plans. And I went 5-0, and 5-0, oh, and 4-1. Oh, and one. I was like, kind of can't wake up <laughs> on Sunday. She's like, for real? We've been playing. I was like, yo, you're going to laugh at me and I'm being sincere. I was like, I can't leave my house. <laughs> 
She's like, really? I was like, yeah. And dude, she's like a 13 out of 10. Like I show my friends, they're like, you're fucking crazy. Is she still talking to you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're a savage. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't, wow. man. I couldn't. I was like, yo, eyes on the prize. I'm this close. Like as long as I'm this close, I have a right. legitimate chance. I was like, yo, I'm not changing anything. I'm putting my picks in Friday night like I always do. I don't change anything else. And wow. I'm not changing nothing, dude. Wow. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little crazy with the superstition sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, dude, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. I, I'm going to ask you one question about the December 10th card, main event. Uh, who you got? I hate that now it got like all mumble jumbled. Right. And uh, man, I like Inkaliyev a lot. Me too. Like me this too. whole time, I felt like it was only. He he reminded me of Makachev a little bit. Yeah. And it's like he was the uncrowned champ. And I right. felt that way about him for the longest. So I think he gets his hand raised and he wins it. He's a very interesting fighter because he doesn't he could finish so many people. Yeah. But a lot of times he kind of just plays with his food, which I hate, but I also understand too. Right. Uh, like that's the that's the I like heat that analogy that, plays with his food. Yeah, man. Like yeah. that's the thing that um, Eric, Eric Nixick, when I had him on my show, and I'm not just doing this to plug it, but he made me understand Adesanya in yeah. two minutes yeah. more than I have the five years of watching him. It, I was like, dude, this is. I learned more about him here. Yeah, it's like you got to understand. At the end of the day, it's a business for these guys. Adesanya, in particular, he was getting a lot of heat for oh, he doesn't go for it, he doesn't finish the fight. It's like, dude, he makes 1.5 and 1.5. Right. If he gets ahead, he's just going to score points sure. and get his back. He doesn't care what you think. Who the fuck cares? Right. He's already the most popular guy in the UFC right. actively right he's now. He's a prize fighter. He's a prize fighter. <laughs> yeah, man. And, yeah. and Kalaev is a guy who, like, he should have more finishes. Yeah. But he has some, like, ugh, how is he minus 800 and he doesn't even get a finish? Right. So I do think that he'll be he'll be the champ after, after this yeah. one. Jan is, like... You know, you got the Polish power, but this this idea that, you know, if he gets clipped, it's like, yeah, no shit. But Ankalaev knows that, too. Right. You know, I think Jan is more of a one-trick pony where Ankalaev can take it to the ground. He's more of a complete MMA guy, which has always been the guys that I've gravitated to. Like, right. I love GSP. He's my favorite fighter of all time. Me, too. And I would explain him as a A-minus everywhere. Like, yeah. He's not an A-plus anywhere. But he's also not like a D plus right. anywhere. He's if just, he fought Khabib, what do you think happened? Like three years ago, four years ago, let's say, you know, like. Man, I think he would probably be the only one that could figure that puzzle out. I agree. I think he'd be the one. And I agree. what's interesting is Habib's father felt that way too. Right. Like that was the dream fight for him. That's right. why Habib would only come back for that. I but agree. at this point, like GSP it's is not just. Happen. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not past now. And, and I hate when guys fight too long, dude. Yeah. When you're no longer the guy and yeah, uh, that's Tony why Ferguson right now. It gets him right? dude, Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar. Like come on, yeah. your last five fights have been you're getting just you're yeah. on maybe Robbie Lawler too. Robbie Lawler's fighting Ponzinibbio on the tenth. Right. I just and he I got stopped know, by uh recently too, he got stopped yeah. by Barbarena. So it's yeah. It it sucks, right? Because you can't tell them to stop. Right. But also You gotta stop. You gotta, man. Yeah. And it's it's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. Sadly, we have to stop, but oh, this was good, fun. Man. This was, yeah, I appreciate yeah. Check the... out Nick's podcast, Veterans Minimum. 
If you're ever in Vegas, swing by, win, and watch him do the show. I mean, you can watch through the glass. That's such a cool setup you have over there. It's really, yeah, it's really man. cool, Thank man. You, bro. Yeah, I, I definitely don't take that for granted yeah. after uh, the years of grinding out the content. And and by the way, you mentioned uh, if you ever do have guests that cancel last minute, you can always call me. I fucking cruise over there in a heartbeat. Yeah, man. No, I definitely, say when. I definitely want to get you on the show again because I really enjoyed it, and so did my audience. Yeah, it's like fun because they want to hear more about Vegas. Also. Right, right. So yeah, I have that, some crazy you, stories. You yeah. All right, man. Thank you. Lana, I don't even know if you know how to end the show, but if you do, you should do it right now. All right. <laughs> there she goes, ending the show. Lana's on the deck. Boom. <laughs> That's funny. Let's go. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, that was fun, man. I have no clue. So do you do you have the, these are all iPhones, right? Yeah, they're all iPhones. And by the way, you were saying you wanted to do a you want to do a daily show. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, eventually. Wire? That's like my that's like my goal. I'm gonna start experiment because my YouTube 